Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hello. What's up? What's up? How are we doing, guys? What's going on, everyone? We're back with another new episode of The Plot Strikes Back with a new movie that we literally just saw today. Yeah. It might be a different day if you're listening to this, obviously, but on a Sunday, March 26th, we just saw John Wick 4 in theaters, and we're going to talk about it. So the way we're going to break this down is we're going to do a non-spoiler section, and then we're going to do a spoiler section. So if you haven't seen it, please feel free to listen on for like the first part. Uh, we'll give you a warning as to when we're going into the spoiler section. And look, if you don't care and you just want to hear what we have to say about the spoiler section to them, by all means, that works. So Austin and I might have different takes about this movie, which yeah. might be one of the first movies that we had different takes about, which is actually good, but it'll also be really interesting. So to talk about things that might not be pertaining to spoilers, yeah. what what would you have to say about with this, this movie? No spoilers? No spoilers. Um, well, it definitely follows the trend of other John Wick movies. Of yeah upping the ante yeah. when it comes to action and um and vehicular um combat. Yeah. Um this one was I mean it was it was nonstop from start to finish, honestly, which is how everyone is. Yeah. Um, you know, all all four of them now, but this one was just so much more elevated. Um so I mean that was one thing, but of course it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's just like every other John Wick movie. He says four lines and <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. I think that was the one of, one of the things that I, I liked about this series with Keanu Reeves. Cause he, for a character that only needs to say a few lines or, or yeah. have very little dialogue, he pulls it off really well. But I, I also think it, it works for, for Keanu. Like, if it's other people, other actors that might not have to say a lot of lines, I, I, I wonder how well they could pull it off. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and potentially ask the question, is he a bad actor? Because, like, he might be. Um, Honestly. I, I, I don't think so. Uh, I just think, it like, this is his style of acting. Because he, he had more lines when he was in The Matrix, you know, and... Bill and Ted. I mean, I I never saw the, the remake or the the one they came out with not too long ago. I didn't either. I only saw the original one. Yeah, with George Carlin. Mm-hmm. Loved that though. I mean, I, I liked Speed. I think Speed was, was it's like a pretty decent movie. Speed's pretty cool, I guess. You know, but it's just it's like every time he talks, I'm just like, oh my god, why are you so bad? Listen, I I, yeah. I I don't think he's a bad actor. That's the thing is I don't know if he is, um, but I'm not convinced he's a good one. I'll, I'll I think that's a good way of of putting it. Well, I mean, are you are you saying a good actor needs to be what nominated for like an Academy Award? Absolutely not. No. When no, God, that, no. I think God there's no. I think there are actors that have won won awards that I don't think their performances were good at all. I agree with that, and then I agree with there's. Tons of actors who have 
never won an award that are fantastic. So oh sure, it's not any of that or anything. It's just. But what I'm saying, like I, I think I, I think this just works for him because like this is a style that he likes to do, and and I'm not saying it's this like this is like a type typecasted thing for Keanu, but I think this just works for who he is. Because like there's another movie that um that a friend of ours Kevin uh, introduced to me a few years ago, but it was a movie that came out maybe back in 2019 um man i i don't remember what the name of it was but it has um who's what's the who's the mom from stranger things uh winona Ryder. winona white Ryder. she's in it with keanu and it's like this like it's almost like a, it's not a quite a rom-com but it's like a a it, it might be actually they might they might they might, cl- they might classify it as, as a rom com. Um, I, I can look it up really really quick, but uh, so yeah, I guess moving onward, you know, past Keanu Reeves as an actor, yeah, past that and his lack of or and or ability to act, it was, I mean, like I said, it it ups the ante. The action was pretty much nonstop. And then there's one part in there where the music is just like, whoa, this fits so perfect. Yeah. Um, ah, man, I can't remember the exact part, but um, yeah. Okay, so it is a rom-com drama film. Came out in 2018. It's called Destination Wedding. Oh. I, dude, I actually really liked this movie. It's short. It's 85 million. A million or well, uh, it's 85 minutes. 85 what? Uh, 85 minutes. I was gonna say 85 million because I was, I was looking at the budget. It didn't really, I mean, you know, it, it was. I, I never heard about it until a friend of ours mentioned it to me. I didn't even know it existed. But I think he's better. Um, he, but he plays this like. And I know it's, I'm not going to get too off topic here, but it's he plays a different type of role in this movie. Like he's he's a bit of a dick. Well, in, he's, in this movie, he's in, in one destination scene wedding in this one movie. Um, it's a Netflix movie with uh, who's the guy who plays Agent Wu <clears throat> in the MCU? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, he's like supposedly dating someone. Yeah, in that, right. And he's in that one. He's in like one or two scenes. Yeah, he plays himself. That is his best role. I, I mean, I, I, listen, I, I think he was really great in Destination Wedding, too. It, it's just, it, it's very, again, like, it's very different than what he's used to, used to portraying. And that's why I think he really does get typecasted. And again, I think that's fine because he might just like doing those types of movies. But I read somewhere he did 90% of his stunts for this movie. Yeah. he He's. I mean, ever since the Matrix, he's always done the choreography, which I mean that that alone is, I think, more than what a majority of actors will ever do. So, I remember in the Matrix, he did all of his his stunts, like all the choreography. Um, but I think, I mean, I don't know how a lot of other actors, especially male actors, do a lot of their own stunts, right? Like, if they do their own stunts, like you know, let's Harrison say Harrison Ford does. Well, you used to, but let's say like, um, I remember like in, in Avengers age of Ultron, right? Like 
Sam Hargrave, who you know was Chris Evans's stunt double. Yeah. You know, or, or do you mean? You mean Chris Hemsworth has a stunt double? A lot of people. A lot of them do. You know, obviously. W- which is fine, but Keanu Reeves. Uh, he, I mean, I'd be curious as to what parts that he actually has a stunt double come in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, probably. You know, like heavy, heavy, heavy duty damage. Probably, because I mean, you know, without getting too spoilerific, but I mean, even in past movies, like. John Wick doesn't he's not invincible to the point where he doesn't take damage. I mean, he's been, you know, beaten up, bruised, kicked out of him. Yeah, I mean, so he's he definitely takes a beating and but to kind of even say like this movie definitely carries on the theme uh, of John of, you know, prior John Wick movies and you know, always ups the ante and you know, I know a lot of reviews beforehand have you know, been saying it's the it's the best one. You know, it's the you know most action that the, that has been in, in any of the John Wick movies, and you know this movie is two hours and forty nine minutes long, but it was supposed to be, or, or the original cut was three hours and forty five minutes. I would be curious to see that. I I wish or I hope I hope they release that cut sometime later on, like like on digital. You know, maybe. Like a director's so I'd cut? Be, yeah, because I mean, I'd, I'd be curious to see what they actually cut. You know, and again, it, it might be more of the same, but for any of the story, I'd be... I mean, it's not that the story is too complex. No, but I could you know? I could see some spots, now that I'm thinking back, where like it might have jumped a couple a couple scenes, especially like in the beginning, maybe. Um, oh, yeah, that's probably where it was cut. Yeah, but you know, overall, again, I I think the choreography in this one was, you know, spectacular. Like, there's more of a a serious tone to the stakes, and you know, adding uh, adding Donnie Yen to the to the cast. Oh, he was awesome. Was I mean amazing? I've I've been a a long time Donnie Yen fan, and um, this is the second movie I guess he's he's played in that he's plays a blind character. Oh yeah. Because in Rogue, Rogue One, One in Star Wars, he plays Chiriut. Um I can't remember his last name, but he might have been my favorite part of the movie actually. He was he was blind, like, you know and the way he did everything was just I am one with the force and the force is with me. He kept repeating those lines. But I mean he just man, he he did such a great job. Um but yeah, I mean overall I think I think this movie was definitely the best out of the John Wick movies. Yeah. And, you know, the effects, I think, were really spot on. You know, you definitely felt the, you know, the the, the thuds, the explosions, like the gunshots. like Yeah, you did. Everything in the theater. So, you know, and I mean, again, like, like not to get too, you know, obviously in the spoilers uh, yet, but there are certain parts where you, you definitely felt the impact of certain things and I uh, just kind of, maybe just a good shout out to again, uh, everything that was practical use and not CGI, but then maybe, you know, some, some parts they might have had to do some like special effects. Definitely the end. Yeah. 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 But I mean, I think if anything, like a lot of it was just, you know, awesome. Like the sound and the, like the soundtrack to that, the that, music, the music was, was, awesome. was great. 
And um, I think the characters that they, you know, uh, ongoing characters um, uh, were, were, were well done. You know, obviously kind of continuing on with their, with their character arcs and new characters that they added were, were also very well, you know, uh, included in a very good way. You know, I think, I think, you know, some, some, again, we'll, we'll talk more into the spoiler part, but um, I think um, a couple other characters that I, I liked that were included. Um, you've got uh, Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. Didn't, didn't know about that. Yeah. Um, who also plays uh, Pennywise. The I kind of hated his character. Dancing clown from it. Um, you've got uh, one of my actor I really like, uh, um, Hiroyuki Sanada. He is awesome. He was amazing in Bullet Train. He, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think one of my favorite movies that he's been in was uh, The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise and Ken Watanabe. Oh, dude, that might be one of my favorite like like Tom Cruise movies, but. My favorite also Tom with, Cruise movie is with, uh, Tropic Thunder. <laughs> yeah. But um, with Sonata and Watanabe too, I, I like them in there. But um, yeah, I'd say definitely a good movie. And it was just a, I don't know, I, I guess a good, a good series for Keanu Reeves overall. Like I would, I would say that yeah. it, it might be his best. Because the Matrix, as much as I love the Matrix, and I think as much as the, the first Matrix movie, to me, even sort of this day, is I think one of the best movies ever made and the best stories, which, funny enough, um, the Wachowskis, they're, not to get in a, in a, t- uh, you know, a tangent here, but they actually didn't write that story. It was stolen. Yeah, I remember from a woman actually saying that, yeah. Um, and there was another movie that I think that was stolen from her too that the book house she stole too. It's just wow. like damn, they suck. Yeah, uh, I mean but that's the thing, right? Like it's not so much that you know, you, when you have a, a just a good a good pathing for a story that is done by the originator or you know, people who have that similar mindset where like you know, I think John Wick John Wick's character in, in this saga or this series was well thought out. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, the matrix, you know, unfortunately just got worse as the series went on. Like my first matrix was the best. And then it went to the second, then third. And then I might put four over three, but even then, like, they're just not good. And yeah. You know, huh? I said, wow. Yeah. But I think this is the opposite with John wick. And that's why I remember back in 2014 when I, when I was like, Oh wow. My buddy and I weren't going to the movies and I'm like, Keanu Reeves is in a new movie. John Wick. What's John Wick? We went to go see it and was like, oh my God, this, what is this? Baba Yaga, you know? And, but the thing that covers it for the, that's all I want to say about the uh, non spoiler version. There's not much it, you can really, I thought, like, I really want to get into, into some of the without, details. Yeah. Like, it's, know. it's, it's good. If you're a fan of John Wick, definitely go see it. You know, it, it's definitely, may I suggest not seeing it in Dolby cinema in Altima? Oh my God. Um, maybe see it at a different location if possible. Uh, Austin's complaining because he was sweating. It was easily 95 degrees in this theater and everyone was packed. <sighs> that's the issue with that theater. And that's why I don't like it is because it's so, it's not that it's tiny by any means, but 
the seats. I think your metabolism was working too much in, in overdrive. The f- might have been the popcorn. The f-ing seats are right on top of each other. I mean, I could uh, not move. Listen, I was wearing a long sleeve. I was wearing a baseball tee, and I was fine. I was wearing. I had to take my windbreaker off. See, that's why he was, was sweating. Wearing a windbreaker, y'all. It, it, not that it was thick. <laughs> and then I took that off, and I was sweating through my shirt. I mean, you, I, you felt it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was. That's funny. I, so go see it in a th- a theater with working AC, better ventilation. I don't know, but yes, yeah. So uh, also want to say uh, R.I.P. to Lance Riddick. Yeah. Um. Obviously, he's in this movie, and um, he passed away in real life. Uh, before this movie premiered, like two days before it came out, or something, right? Uh, um, it was a few days before. I think it was like a week before. Yeah, it was, it was a Friday before. Yeah. Um, so the seventeenth. Yeah. Oh, it was St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. I think. Um, something like that. It was. I mean, totally un, un unexpected. Um, he was ironically playing Destiny the day before he passed. I saw that because he's a he's a. P voice is a, a main character in the destiny um, video game franchise, but um, yeah, he was great as the continental concierge as uh Chiron. So, um, and I know that the directors and everyone like kind of dedicated this movie to him uh, and his family. And they have like a, a charity fund uh, that you can find online. Um, uh, I forget what the website is, but it's kind of help mothers in the, uh, city of Baltimore, um, because and, and I wonder if that's kind of goes back to the series that he was in, which was one oh, of the Wire. best CB, TV series of all time, The Wire. Never seen it, not all of it, at least. You gotta go back and watch it. So, but um, okay, so let's get in, into the spoiler section. So, this is your warning for everyone out there. This is going to contain heavy, heavy, heavy spoilers. Again, heavy spoilers from here on out. So. You are forewarned. Anything that you listen to will be completely spoiled. I don't know how we can put it in more clear terms. Yeah, yeah. Just stop listening or watch the movie, then come back and listen to this. um, And then, you know, go from there. So, okay. First spoiler thing I'm going to say was it kind of sucks that Lance Riddick passed away in real life and then his character dies three minutes into the movie. Yeah. And I'm like, damn dude. Like I know they can't, they couldn't predict that. Like they n- never know. What if he was actually this, the stuff that was cut. They're just like, you know what? Hold on. We have a week before it hits theaters. Let's just cut them. They couldn't do that. I mean like, yeah. Like if, if, if everything's already kind of sent out, right. Like to, to air or to, to play. Screen. Yeah. Like, how do you do that? Even even for that part, how do you do like reshoots? Like we're gonna cut him out of the movie. Can't. Yeah. Like. Scorsese did it him. with Ray Liotta though for uh, Flower Moon, but he didn't have all of his stuff filmed. I don't think so. They cut it. Yeah, I mean, and granted, he wasn't in the movie a lot, but I mean, who knows, right? Like, I guess it would really they would have to say, but if if he wasn't, yeah, that was just the end. I, I you know. I guess moving forward, he won't be in it ever. Well, you know, yeah. Even if you were alive in real life, but yeah. Um, but yeah, that was kind of a, like a that that didn't really like ease the wound for people to kind of deal with. Uh, I so think that, our theater reacted. Uh yeah. I mean, I think we had a pretty decent. They reacted a few lives. times. You know, yeah, like they clapped. 
quite a bit. You know, like when big things would happen, you know, people would go like, oh, like that one part where John Wick like fell out of a, a building and like landed in the car on his back. Oh, uh, he was at the... Um... It was towards the end. It was when he was in France. No, Paris. it was uh, Germany. And the he was fighting the German guy. And he threw him off oh, the top. Oh, well, there's two times, yeah. Oh, yeah, in the car. In the club, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Dude, so speaking of like new characters, that that dude with the the four like gold teeth or whatever. He was hilarious. I I, dude, him. I I liked him as a new character because he, he had this like kingpin yeah type type vibe, but, but dumb. All, but yeah, but yeah, very. He reminded me of the Goblin King from the second Hobbit movie. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See what I mean? Yeah, a little bit. Just like, I mean, he was fat like the the Goblin King. So, but was he? <laughs> yeah, he he definitely was. No, dude. man, he was. My man's hitting spinning kicks. I'm just. Like, I mean, he listen. He was. He was. He was. He was. He was. He was. He was weight. He weighed a lot. But he was, he, a, he was but a bowling ball. Move. But he yeah. was an agile bowling ball. That's what I'm saying. Like he just because he was fat doesn't mean he wasn't agile. Right, like, like we saw those two like sumo wrestler dudes that were Garden, um, oh, that, huge, yeah, ca- uh, character, um, in the movie, and like uh, Koji, um, and, and the Osaka Continental, yeah, that were protecting him, and they were just straight up like throw, like slamming dudes' heads into the they were ground, like just like open palm, like yeah, hitting people, <laughs> yeah, it was just like. And like, Thud, yeah, and just knocking you know? him from standing up to a straight like 90, 90 degree angle, hit, hit him down like that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I mean, I was thoroughly impressed with the amount of choreography and like just the constant filming oh, of those scenes. The coolest shot was definitely when the camera went oh top down, top down, cross section oh. of the house, and it's just nonstop. Forward. Like it felt like he, he clears an entire floor in about a minute and a half, two minutes. It felt like a video game where you're kind of just like like a top down video game, like, and oh god, what a, what a great! I wonder. I mean, I, I it looks like they just that was like one continuous, yeah, no, scene. That's like it, like, it was like one to do a shot. One shot it was, oh. and and that that fire breathing shotgun. Oh, dude, ridiculous. that thing was that thing was brutal. Every time, every time that shot, they would sh- or yeah, <laughs> they would shot uh, that would be shot in the um, theater. You could feel it. It was like boom, and yeah. and that is a real gun. Like that is that is not fake. But I, I was on Instagram, and I and I watched the manufacturer talk about this this shotgun, and it's it's like a fully automatic shotgun. So it fires like do 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 do. That's wild. I'm like, dude, that's nuts. And then, yeah, like it. But that also reminded me of the fire shotgun from my Call of Duty. Ah. Which was just broken. And I'm like, nah, it's pretty broken in real life, too. So, I mean. Simpler times. (laughs) But it it was still, like, awesome to just kind of see that sort of weaponry. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And I think some of the other cool parts too and it's just a really unique idea that i like how john wick introduced this was to have the suits basically just made out of kevlar that are bulletproof that's pretty cool stuff and because you could like use it because you know there's the part at the end like when he has the last duel and he's taking off his jacket and you hear all the bullet shells just just like falling falling. to the ground even his vest had a couple 
that he wears underneath it. So it's kind of like he almost has like two layers <clears throat> of Kevlar almost, but even though it's just wearing like a three piece suit, badass. So, um, but yeah, it's it's pretty, it's pretty cool just to kind of see how you know John Wick has an i. It's like he has an itinerary. Like he has to, in order to retain his freedom to, you know, to not be excommunicado, mm-hmm. he has to divulge a plan with with basically Winston as him being his number two and saying, okay, well, I have to be part of the table. Well, how do you do that? Well, you're going to have to be part of the family. So he has to go back to Belarus. Yep. And... Where they hang him almost. And yeah, he's like this close from being uh, strung by the neck. And that's when... Uh, I was like the uncle, the uncle that he's Piotr that he's trying to trying to find, and she's like, like dead. he's dead. So now you answer to me, but bring me back proof from the guy who killed my uncle, which is the bowling ball German dude, German dude with four gold teeth playing cards. And and speaking of which, huh? By himself, that was weird. Uh, who? What do you mean? He was sitting there by himself. Well, yeah. I mean, well, no, because Witch's face was, uh, Kane was there technically waiting for, for Wick. Oh right? yeah. So, but he was entertaining himself kind of on, a, on his own will. Right. But he cheated. Right. And and I, I like another character that they introduced. Like I, but I really, I wish they would have done a little bit more with, um, Mr. Nobody. Um, what are your thoughts about him? I didn't like him. No, it, it felt random. And shit. It felt forced. Um, I mean, the guy had zero story, but he was a movable piece. Like he was a like a, like a movable piece on the board, right? But that's it. That's all he was. He was literally like a MacGuffin for some reason. Like he's going to hunt John Wick, but then not hunt John Wick, but then help John Wick, but then. He shows up at the end and just watches it all go down, and then that's it. You you never see see or hear from him again, and you're just like, oh, all right. Well, this seems like very much like, uh, oh man. I, did you ever see Halloween Ends? Yeah. Did you see the one right before that? I did. Yeah. Okay. Remember that one? It was bad. Yeah. Okay. Yes. But the worst part about it was the Texas Ranger that they brought in with the mm-hmm. cowboy hat mm-hmm. who had zero lines and zero introduction. Okay. Yep. This is the exact same feeling I got from it. I'm like, who, I mean, he's badass, Cool. He's got a dope dog, but what's his story? Why is he here? How does he know about John Wick? How is he this good? You know what I mean? I mean, I, I think, I think, you know, for his character to like, like, yeah, like, what, what is the reason behind his character? Like, he's just a good tracker. He's like a hunter, basically. But, but he's very, he's greedy, right? Yeah. Because in his binder, he has like, like numbers, is, is like, like you know, I, I could have sworn fifty million was at the top, or it could have been forty. No, that, I like, think I think it got up to like fifty or sixty. Like that's what he wanted for a contract for John Week. Yeah, because it's like 18. It's like, ah, not quite enough. And then it was like 20, and then it was like 26. And then 
and he's asking 35 and then he's asking him for 40. 40. And he's like, all right, I'll do it for 40. But you know, there's a part where John wick could have killed him, but one of the, there were uh, many times, one of the marquees like henchmen that just wouldn't die. Dude, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. He was so annoying. Yeah. He, he, he almost kills the dog. And we all know that John wick has a soft spot for dogs. Cause essentially why this whole thing, yep, why, why John wick happened in the first place was because his dog was killed from his wife, uh, his deceased wife. So, you know, I, I think for the sake of Mr. Nobody realizing that a little bit more of his character, but it still goes back to the, why it was his character created in the first place I don't know if it was just for the sake of creating a character that would that was useful for the marquee who you know who's Bill Skarsgård's character or if it was um just to show that there was something someone else in this whole line of work that we hadn't seen before so it's like well John, we don't know where John Wick is half the time but this guy does because he's a good tracker you know it's like I don't know where to find deer in the woods because I'm not a good hunter. Well, this guy is because this is really his line of work, you know. But the other thing, too, about him and his the dog, which I thought was funny about, like, saying, oh, he's an emotional support animal. <laughs> and, that, and, like, them kind of, like, poking fun at that because that happens a lot in society. I do it all the time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, it's like, uh, we, uh, it's, we don't allow pets. Oh, this is my emotional support dog. Oh, okay. 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 So works every time. I mean, yeah, it does. And I think also for the dog itself, I'm pretty sure that that's the same breed that was in John Wick three that what's her face had Halle Berry. Halle Berry. She had, I think two it was. Of those. But she had two of those dogs, and I think one of them one of them dies at the end, though, or during that one part of the movie. Um, so I don't know. I guess they just use the same breed, you know, for uh, whatever John Wick continuity. Um, I guess it's the only type of dog they might allow. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, there was just a lot of a lot of great choreography that happened between um, you know Kane and John Wick. Or um, Koji and Kane, it was like that, you know, like, like that Japanese like showdown. Yeah. Um, you know, and then Koji's daughter Akira, she's wounded, and she almost tries to pick up the sword, and Kane's like, "Don't." Yep. <laughs> like he'll just like like just a couple of quick quick stabs, and like that's well, that. he even gave him the chance to leave. He's like, "Leave and go take care of your daughter." And he's like, I am. And then it's like, and he gets stabbed another time, like in the chest or whatever. And it's like, now you're, you know, you're really dead now. But, um, yeah. And, and she says something to him, like, you know, she wants to gain vengeance. Yeah. Uh, or no, no. I think it was to, to John Wick. No, it, it was to John Wick saying either you will kill him or I will. Yeah, that's right. And which, at least the post credit scene, which you know that was the post credit scene. It wasn't even worthy of a post credit scene. Like, I mean, they could have the end of the movie. They, yeah, they could have just put that at the end of the movie. Like, it's a flash forward, right? How it ends, like with John Wick's, 
you know, grit in your grave saying lo- loving husband next to his wife, Helen that was a good Wick. Scene. Yeah. Um, with uh, Winston and. So was Winston his dad? I got no. I, I got that insinuation by the uh, when he when he put his hand there we, we saw the tattoo and he spoke to him in Russian and then I I I I think maybe like through a through the you know their family yeah you know I think I can see it but obviously like not biological but I think yeah kind of like that Ian McShane adopt- was Dude, Ian McShane is <laughs> I love him. I love the fact that he was in this. Like, remember when I worked when I again with the first, first John Wick movie, and I'm like, okay, Keanu Reeves, Lance Riddick, Ian McShane, cool. Yeah. And and then um, what's his face? The the kid who plays uh was in uh, Game of Thrones when Game of Thrones was like really big during the you know 2014 era. Played Reek, um, or I can't think of his other name, but that is. Oh, it's because you didn't finish watching, but. Didn't um, as much. But he was he was big, and that's why at that around that time. So that's why I think he got kind of included in that movie. He was like the Russian kid's son who kills John Wick's dog and stole his car, right? And um, what a you know, ass. but you know, it's funny because like they they blame John Wick for everything, and it's like it's not really his fault. It's that like dumb guy's that dumb son. kid stole John Wick's car and killed his dog. If he hadn't done that, John Wick would have stayed out. And yeah. retired. And then none of this would have happened. Why did the guy go after him in the first place anyway? In the first movie? I can't remember. Because he was at a gas station getting getting gas. And then, you know, because it was like an old Mustang, right? Yeah. And he like, like offered him money and he was like, not for sale or something. Yeah. And then he said something to him in Russian. And, and then, then he responded to him. And, like, and he's like, got, he got all shook. He's like, who, you know, who the hell are you? You know? And then they just decided to follow him home, you know? You break into his house while he's sleeping, kill his dog, who was like a puppy basically. Yep. And then also like steal his car, and that's I mean, that's one of the things I do like about the first movie. Like when he goes back, and he's like, it's like you killed you killed John Wick's dog that his wife gave him. And he's like, who cares? He's like, no, you don't get it. Yeah. He's like, you don't get it. He's like, I love when he first tells him. He's like, oh. It was it was John Wick, and I remember at that time, like, who, why, who, who is John Wick? Like, the what's so man. scary? Like, he's like, he goes, the boogie, he's like, the boogeyman goes, no, John Wick's the person you send to kill the boogeyman, and it's just like, yeah, all, all obviously kind of goes up from there, but yeah, um, yeah. What, what else? What were like your other maybe like favorite scenes or or parts of uh, of the movie? You think? Definitely. Um... I mean, definitely that scene where we got the cross section of the floor where he cleared yeah. it in like two minutes. That was pretty cool. Um, but the stairwell scene, but not the first part or stairwell, the stairs up to the church. Oh, God. Um, not the first part, but the second part after he gets kicked by the guy who does not die. <laughs> yeah. When, was, because, that, was that when Donnie Yen comes back? Yeah. And he comes yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool because you, you see them both just fighting their way up the stairs. Um, with about three minutes left before sunrise. Um, and then he gets there and lo and behold, Mr. Nobody is there too. Don't know why he's just straggling along because he's there in the script, I guess. Yeah. I'm like, I, like I, I feel indifferent about his character. Like I liked it. 
But I wish it just when you look at the plot, it's just like, here, why is he there here? Because obviously we'll, we're more than likely going to get another movie. It's probably not going to be called John Wick. It's probably going to be called Mr. Nobody. Well, I mean, if it centers around Kane and Akira, then yeah. um, I, I think if they include Mr. Nobody in this. It's, it's like we already know who we are. We're familiar with him, right? But maybe we'll learn more about who he is and kind of go from there, which I think will be really cool. You know, I'm sure Keanu Reeves will probably stay involved in in this universe as like maybe like an EP or, or, or something like that. Well, he's supposed to cameo in some ballerina. Yeah, I think that's a show. prequel. Yeah, it's some kind of prequel. So, which is probably like kind of goes into like the Russian and Belarus ties. Um, to the story, but, um, yeah, I thought it was interesting though, because of, well, a couple of things I, I thought were interesting, obviously with Kane's character and, you know, how he has a daughter that he really hasn't connected with. And if, like after all this time, it feels like, mm-hmm. and even at the end in the post credit scene where he's got flowers, it's almost like she might not know who he really is. So, I mean, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see what they do with a, a, a follow-up movie, but um, Clancy Brown's character, he was like the judge and jury, right? From oh. like the high table. But the one thing that I thought I saw that was, that was interesting was he also was missing a ring finger. Was he? The same hand, the same, you know, obviously on his left hand, a ring finger, like, like John Wick. Mm-hmm. And in the third movie, where John Wick, John Wick wants to kind of get back in, um, and he meets the like the dude out in the desert, you know that was like in the like the um, black like clothing. Yeah. Um, he's like, all right, well, we have to take you have to sacrifice something. So it was like, I'm gonna sacrifice like my 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 ring to my my my. Um, past wife mm-hmm. and they, they like you know chop off his finger at like the middle knuckle right but Clancy Brown's character also had that same missing finger or part of his ring finger so I'm like interesting so I wonder and I don't know if there I mean I think they're maybe alluding to that there was also a scenario where maybe Clancy's Clancy Brown's character in a much older time kind of went through the same thing that maybe John Wick did because maybe he was out and got back in and then to get back in, he had to sacrifice something and that was his ring finger and he did. But then I guess he just rose to the top of this sort of like, you know, semi-powerful position, mm-hmm. you know, where he is, you know, again, like a judge and jury for what the the table represents, and I guess I was kind of hoping to see the table. I thought I thought this movie was going to be like John Wick, just going through everybody. Like I thought maybe just by the trailer that the the, the marquee um, dude uh, was part of or part of the table or from like like one of the heads at the table. I thought he was too, and but... that he was going to go through and kill everyone at the table and be like, "Table's dead." Everyone could do do their own thing now. Remake the rules. Maybe all the managers from the Continentals are kind of like their own, like maybe the next one, own states or whatever. Like, well, yeah. And and um, Austin and I were after the movie, are kind of spitballing. Like, if if 
because obviously John Wick dies, right? And like he's dead, dead. Fitting end. It was, you know, I, I think it was <clears throat> a good, a good run and a good story for a character that was in. He was the best of the best. Comes back, does what he needs to do, and then is, you know, dead. And then next to his his wife and the uh, by their you know by her tombstone. Mm-hmm. But we were saying, what if, what if he wasn't dead? what would the next movie have been? And I was saying if he was alive, then the next step would maybe have been to maybe, maybe there's someone at the table who didn't like what happened. And then maybe there's a bit of like a civil war between the heads of the table where maybe half the people at the table were for John wick being like, he followed the rules. And then maybe some other people at the table were like, Nope, like, we need to come up with new rules, you know, and again, I guess in some cases it's just like kind of abiding by like, you know, like just the way things are governed more or less. But, uh, yeah, even beyond that, it's almost just like, like the table would have been dissolved. Um, well at that point, but again, just, and I think you're just dragging things out. You are, you know, so that's why I'm kind of glad. Like, but also, it, this ended where it did. Let's say he did survive and didn't go to the table. At that point, you have to look at him and say, "Well, for one, he never wanted to be in the table. He just wanted to be free." Yeah, and like off everyone's list. But if he did go into the table, and the other people are looking at him, you have to look at it one of two ways. One, well, he's here, so he's clearly not going to maybe kill us. Two, he did everything by the book, even though we put everything against him. Yeah. So you deserve a seat at the table anyway. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And again, I think it was a very fitting ending. Uh, ending and I mean, that duel, though, what a little, you know, like the the marquee. That was. He was like, he's like, because they're, they're discussing terms and I'm like, what are they playing cards? They're like flipping. That was, was weird. Yeah, it was very interesting. I'll though. be honest. I was. <laughs> there were a few times throughout the movie where my eyes started to close a little bit, uh, and that was one of them. Well, I was like, I was making, I was thinking of jokes in my head. I'm like, they're about to play like Magic the Gathering. Yeah, I know, right? Well, <laughs> you dude, know, the like, cards were like gold huge. and metal and huge, and yeah. they're flipping stuff over, and and I'm just like, what in the f- is happening? But it's interesting, like. And I, I wonder, I kind of like the way it was decided. Like there'd be a question that would be asked like, okay, well, you picked the location and then they would flip cards over and whoever had the higher card got to actually make the call. Ah, uh, so that's how it worked. Yeah. I got like, that insinuation when that's why, was like, like guns and he had a 10. Cause he said, yeah, I think, I think the marquee said like knives and then. Obviously, Keanu was like, or John Mix, like, like you know, guns, pistols, and then um, like dual pistols. And because he had like the higher cards there. But I think he also won the the sunrise um, uh, option. But then, then the marquee is like, oh, uh, nomination. It's like a substitution. Like, I'm not going to fight my own battle. I'm going to get Kane over here to do it for me. Yep. And it's like, you got to be kidding me, man. Like you can't even fight your own battle. Cause I guarantee, I guarantee you he would have lost that first shot. Yeah. hundred percent. Cause you know, we didn't really hear it, but I was thinking about it when 
John Wick and Kane were going up the stairs and he said nine or 12 and he said nine. And I'm like, what does nine and 12 mean? Like, what, like, what was the symbolism behind that? I don't know if they're talking about like ammo clip size or, or what, or if it's like maybe something that they, they'd known from their, from their past. Mm -hmm. But I thought about more of like, maybe that was something that they knew about when it came time to duel because they both shot each other the first shot in the arm. Yep. Right. It like grazed their arm. Then the second shot was like the side of like the right side of Kane's, you know, hip or yeah. like stomach. And then the other, the second shot was, um, John like Wick's, John Wick's trap. like trap yep. on his left side. And then they're, they're like super close. We went from 30 paces to 20 to 10 paces. Yeah. Yeah. And then when they're at the 10 pace mark, Kane fires first and gets him like right in the gut. Yep. And John Wick falls down, drops the gun, and Mark is like, oh, oh, okay, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in tag. now. You know, tag me in. Yep. You know, and that's when Winston kind of did his part and called him out. I was like, you chicken shit. Mm -hmm. You know what you a dumbass. You know, and he's like, yeah, it's like what an idiot. He didn't even fire his third shot yet. And just boom, right in the head. Yep. Played him. So I wonder if, if that whole, you know, I don't know, like that 12 to 9, it was like a code that well, I don't, Kane and John Wick might have had beforehand. Could, I could be totally wrong too, but. Well, I think the quote he said before they fired off the third shot, mm -hmm. whenever Keanu said the first quote and, this, and he, Kane said the second half, I think that was. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because like there's when you live, you die. When you die, you live. Yeah, like whole if you thing. claim to live. Well, yeah. And then yeah, bam, claim to live. falls, and then bam. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably it. Because it's like, I mean, look, he's also, his character's also blind. But for John Wick to be as good of a shot as he is, it's like. He wouldn't miss. Yeah. If if he was facing off Marquis from that 30 pace mark, guaranteed it would have just probably hit him in the chest or even in the head at that point. But yeah. Um, so glad he was dead. And then Clancy, Clancy Brown's character is like, all right, all right you're well, a free man. You're good. Cool. All right. You guys are free. You're See done. You guys. And, uh, Winston, done. uh, your man, manager you again, done. will uh, rebuild your continental, you know, and which I, I thought the whole thing would have been like completely demolished, like down to the ground, but it didn't look like it. Cause it showed it after the fact that it was, nah, he just, he just blew, blew it up from the inside. I'm guessing yeah, he blew the insides. The infrastructure's just gone. He blew all the windows. Yeah. Out. So, but Hey, at least he gets his, uh, the continental back and has to find a new concierge, of course, but that would be a good game. Dude, I would love a John Wick game. Like a jo not necessarily a John Wick game, but like the table you check into the Continental. You can, What's you like can inside the universe, your, like yeah, yeah like, like you, you load out and like you have like contracts. Yeah, that'd be you cool. know what I'm saying. Like you know, and depending on your choice, like think of it like in terms of like maybe like like Red Dem Red Dead Redemption. Yes, but but in John, but way less chaotic in Rockstar terms. Well, or maybe just kind of keep it up, keep it in rock star terms and craziness. Sucks that way, though. Well, you could tone it down a little bit, right? Like just to the point where it fits within the John John Wick realm. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I I think, I, I mean, I look, I really liked a lot of the choreography. So, 
Um, and there's a, there's a ton of it. And, you know, even though there, this movie was supposed to be three hours and 45 minutes, I wonder how much, you know, again, other choreography parts were, were probably a good amount, you know, but like we were, we were kind of the same before. I, I wonder in the beginning, right? Like he's, he's like punching this, you know, two by four with rope around it. And then Lawrence Fishburne's character comes back, you know, and he's like, this is the King, you know, John, you ready? And he's like, yeah, yeah. It's just like, you knew it, you knew it was coming, but yeah, but it doesn't matter. Like (laughs) try to be a little bit better. Put a little bit more effort in. What would you, would you rather have said like, fuck yeah. Not even that. Just <laughs> make me believe it. Every I mean, single line in this movie, <laughs> it makes me like think that he's, he's questioning the line. Yeah. No, he didn't put a question mark on that. No, but he just sounds unsure about every single line he says. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've watched him enough. I feel like I need a, Gun. I need a gun. It's like no, you need a gun. Say it with some umph, will ya? You just killed three hundred people. Yeah, you know, talent, whatever. But um, when it when after that part, it's like it transitions right into him on horseback chasing three dudes in the desert. In the desert, and I'm like, I'm telling you, that's probably where I that, feel like. I feel like that's where I'm like, that's where it got cut. So. Because he had to have gotten from New York to the desert, yeah, and, before going and, to Tokyo, and, and then you kind of hear—I forget that that character's name is—but he, oh, the elder, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I knew you were trying to come here, thinking you'd be free, but like the table, blah 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 blah, you know, like we're so below it, and and it's like I'm like, but wait a second, the elder granted him like free passage in the third movie." after he gave his, his ring finger. Mm. So I'm like, but he can't do the same thing or like there can't be some sort of like bartering terms, you know? And so, and he kills him anyway. So again, I I think for the sake of things that could have been cut, could have been around that whole, probably that whole like opening scene with Mr. Nobody. Uh, Well, yeah, that too, you know, I kind of wonder, um, I mean, there could have been more about, uh, about, about Kane, who you know, who knows? Honestly, I'd, I'd be, I'd be willing to, you know, to. I'm sure they'll release it maybe with the DVD. Yeah, well, even if they buy, if it's like even it's like digital, right? Like, if it's included, I'll watch it. You know, I might. Uh, you know, I don't know. Like, I mean, I feel like for movies that you know could be that long too. Like you think about other movies, like Avatar being long. Um, you know, obviously all of the. Lord of the Rings extended edition movies that are long. Snyder cut. That's long. You know, Babylon, another long one. Huh? Babylon, another long one. Babylon. Um, ben Hur. Ben Hur. The Batman. That was three hours. The most was. recent one. Um, what else was a long movie? Godfather. Godfather part two. Yeah. I think it's th- almost three hours. So end game. End game. Three yeah. hours. Yeah. So, yeah. If when you look at movies that are about that three hour mark or beyond, right? Gangs of New York, I think that's three and a half that's hours. Almost, uh, it's like two forty five. Yeah, I thought it was longer than that one. Yeah, 
and but even like at that mark right so if you if you think a movie that's two hours 45 minutes to three hours or beyond that there's a lot that you can have in the movie but it's also like how much of it makes sense yeah if it comes from a book right like like you know return of the king or the hobbit movie or well i won't quite say the hobbit but the lord of the rings trilogy itself that has material you're basing it off of um comic book movies same sort of thing you're basing it off of material that there's a lot of mm-hmm. but when you're making up a, a movie you know say again like some of the other movies we mentioned you're just kind of writing things and, and seeing well what makes sense to the character development of the overall story like the plot and i mean by the end of this movie the plot is fulfilled yeah john wick is com- you know has gone full circle and and that's it everything that was destroyed is back Hashtag full circle. Yeah. So yeah, Winston, you know, uh, is his continental is, is back to normal, essentially. Eventually. Yeah. And there's no real ruckus. The only the only thing that might be out of whack, you know, by sorts is the is the whole thing with Kane and Koji's daughter, Akira. And again, that's pretty much the only way you can kind of make things kind of continue onward. And um, yeah. So, but what would you, uh, what would you give this as a rating? This is the highest. I, I was thinking about it. I don't know if I like it more than the first one. Really? Yeah. I was just th- sitting there thinking about it. I was like, ah, the first one was real good. And it was simple. It wasn't too crazy. It was. But, uh, this one I think is the, whoa. <laughs> um, I'm, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I give lower lower than that. That's for damn sure. For for those of you wondering why did Austin just say whoa? Because I'm I'm looking up the Rotten Tomatoes um score for John Wick Four, and wow. um, I'm gonna look up the other ones for comparison's sake. Well, um, I give it like an eight four, <clears throat> like an eighty four. Eighty four. I don't know if you remember the other ones well enough to kind of you no, know really go through um. Would you? How would you maybe rate the four movies at this point? Like, what would you, what would be the order? Four and one, or a toss up between one and two. Okay, and then three, and then two. Interesting. <clears throat> I would say. Yeah, because I think it. You know, most of the cases, like the first movie is usually like the best out of anything. Um, but I, I think for, for this, I think the the movies have gotten better as they've gone along. So John Wick, and again, this is just according to Rotten Tomatoes uh, as reference. Um, and you could look it up for whatever you want on ID, IMDb as well. John Wick 1 as an audience score. I'll throw in critic score as well, even though I don't really care so much about what we don't uh, care about. Uh, yeah, what scores. critics say, but critics give it John Wick 1 86. The audience gave John Wick 1 an 81. Okay. John Wick 2, which are chapter 2, critics were an 89%, audience was 85%. So again, it kind of just gets better. John Wick chapter 3, critics 89, audience 86. But John Wick chapter 4, both the critics and the audience score is at 95%. And again, this might this might fluctuate a little bit on the audience side because there's 
you know, not nearly as many reviews yet. Again, it's, it's opening weekend, so you know, don't even really know what the box office numbers will be like. I mean, from the budget that that they spent on Chapter Four it was a hundred million. So, what were the other budgets? Um, I don't know. I'd have to kind of go through. I mean, probably a little bit less, but I'd I'd probably also say they probably spent more as they, you know, went along. Right? It's kind of like a yeah, a no brainer. But what would you give it? So. <laughs> Um, it, it's kind of funny. You, you, I, I saw a 95 cause I mean, obviously I'm, I, I like, and I enjoy the, the saga. Um, I, I think based on what was included for the cinematography, the music, like the score or whatever, um, the I score mean, you, was good. You can't really say much about like acting because there's not a, a lot. There's not that. Like, I think most of the acting is like based on choreography. But I think maybe like the chemistry between the characters was was really well done. I think the parts that needed to have some sort of importance, like like a lot of actual dialogue, came between, say, like Ian McShane. And Bill Skarsgård's characters, like Winston and, and the Marquis, or Kane, or like, you know, out of out of all the characters, John Wick probably has the least amount of dialogue. He has two lines that he says four <laughs> times each. But like, you know, he again that just kind of fits fits it's, him. It's, it's, it's him, and, and and that's the thing that when I when I bring that up to people, I'm like, but also that's the character i guess it it, it because is because like, when you when you look at it take mad max for example match radikowski same thing he's got four lines five lines of dialogue he doesn't say anything he just yeah mm, mm, mm. yeah yeah it's uh, that just could be like the way his character is written because like yeah. I, again like referencing like that other movie destination wedding Keanu has quite a few lines, you know, it's just because it's him, it's him and Winona Ryder who are the, the only characters really that are from the entire movie. So I mean, there's other people involved, but you know, a lot of the dialogues between the two of them. So, um, but I don't know, man, like, I, I don't think it's a 10 out of 10. Like I, I no, saw, I... you know, we have some friends that gave it a 10, uh, IGN gave it a 10. Um, to me, very few movies in my book receive tens. Um, yeah. You know, and I think tens shouldn't really be given out um, too freely because I feel like tens are, are movies that are, they, they have something incredibly special about them. And, and, and again, this isn't a harp on John McFord by any means. Like to me, like I, I would probably honestly give, Austin's probably going to disagree with me, but I, I, I'm kind of like at a 95% for this. Yeah. I can see it. I mean, you're a bigger, you're definitely a bigger fan of John Wick then. Yeah. And, and like I said, I think because of the characters, they, they added into it like this, just the way they did all the effects, the choreography, just like, you know, dude, John Wick using nunchucks. That was cool. was so awesome to me. 
because um, I've actually used nunchucks before um, when I was younger. They hurt. Um, dude, oh yeah, mom, one of my best friends and I, like he, he knows a lot about martial arts and actually using a lot of like actual weaponry of that kind. Um, and like with size and like Cujo's like, um, but even like katanas, like, but how to do things with like nunchucks. I mean, dude, I've, I've, I've knocked the hell out of my knuckles a couple it times, hurts. even with wooden nunchucks, which I think that's what he was using, but I had, a, I had a metal pair and oh my God, that Ooh. dude, it, it hurts. But like a lot of, a lot of the, the action in, in that, uh, in this movie was just great in those scenes. And I love the, the bow and arrows that were used. Again, that was cool. like a lot of like the, the, like the Japan theme with Osaka. Um, and that continental was just really well done. I feel, I feel like, and, um, yeah, I, I like just the action overall. And I think out of all the action movies, this pop, like, you know what this, this series almost feels like, it feels like this generation's version of like lethal weapon, or like Commando, Rambo. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like like those types of ongoing movies that have multiple sequels to them. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's the same character that just kind of goes like <clears throat> on a rampage, so to speak, or like that are involved and kind of just ongoing with It definitely is. With like with who they are. Um but I mean Re- Lethal Weapon's such a such a good I love Lethal Weapon. Riggs. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> I love Danny Glover, man. Oh my god, I love Mel Gibson. Yeah, um, but you know it's funny because I feel like Mel Gibson's crazy character reminded me a little, little bit of like how John Wick kind of just goes like, like ape. Yeah. In this in the, in this series, but um, yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's a ten just because I think again maybe some of the story around Mr. Nobody could have been that's what I'm saying that fleshed out a little bit better um, a lot better and listen if if you have to include another 20 minutes I, if it's the last one of the series okay look Return of the King was the last movie of the trilogy and that's four and a half hours of the extended version the non-extended version is <sighs> three hours and 45 minutes but the but the point is we're going to get everything in so that nothing is missing yeah and that's the point, so that you, as the viewer or, or fans, can get, get the every, story exactly. We get the story that we're looking looking forward to see. So, you know, maybe again, this kind of goes with the BVS scenario. Same thing. The 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 cut was a lot better than the than the th- uh, theatrical cut. Theatrical cut is trash. It's really bad, but the the director's cut was a lot better. Three hours and twenty three minutes. Yeah, because again, because there's more that because of things that were cut away from it, it's like, oh well, it made if sense. These things were in the movie in the theatrical version. It would have made sense. So, again, maybe maybe we'll get a, uh, a director's cut of John Wick Chapter Four, and I'll watch that and be like, you know what, ninety nine percent now. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Oh, it it just seems I'll like still be reluctant to give it a ten, or maybe I would. I don't know, but it just I'll, seems like I said anything with Mister Nobody. As we as we talk more about him, I get I I hate the character. Even it's more. like he was, it's like he was an over. It's like an admirer of John Wick, but like dude, he had a number of chances to kill him. He just didn't take the shot. It's like he didn't want to, but he wanted that to at the same sense. time. If. I knew who he was, why he was there. 
it was never addressed. You know what? He's been, just there. You know what have been interesting if they would have tied this back to Halle Berry's character. Because again, yeah. if they had the same dogs, right? And he could have been like, you know, my sister had two dogs. Now she has one. Her little goose chase, you made her responsible for losing one of those dogs. She blames you. And I love dogs. And we had the same dogs because this dog was a brother to her, to her dogs or, or sister to her dogs. Right. I just something weird, but even with like the dog realm that could, they just could have tied it to and like, Oh, so her, she had a brother that, you know, yeah. but again, like whatever. So nice. 83, 84 for me here. Yeah. Uh, and I, I knew you were going to be like, at the same point, but again, it, this is this is a good movie to have like just slight differences with. So. It's a good action movie. Would you so. okay? So here's a question for uh, everyone listening and for for you, Austin. Would you think this is one of the best action movies in the last decade? Going to like maybe 2010. I wouldn't give it number one. I would give it. I would probably give John Wick as a whole number two. Would you put as number one? Mad Max Fury Road, hands down is the best action movie I have ever seen. Mm, yeah. That movie is so good. Black and Chrome edition, of course, is... Mwah. That would be a good comparison, like, as a poll. What's a better, what's a better action movie? Mad, Mad Max, Max Fury Road or... John Wick. John Wick, yeah. But again, like, it's hard to say four movies versus one. So then factor in all of the Mad Max movies. You got Mad Max... You've got um, uh, Road Warrior. You've got what's there, uh, what's this, so that's what Terra uh, Dome. No, not Terra Dome. Um, Thunder Dome. Thunder Dome. Then you got Fury Road. So four four movies versus four. Four movies. versus four. Okay, I would go Mad Max. Man, you got Toe Cutter in the first one. You got Mel Gibson, The Interceptor. Yeah. Ah, then you get freaking Immortem Joe, who is Toe Cutter from the first one. Yeah. Freaking Furiosa. And then you got the Furiosa movie coming out in a couple years with Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Freaking, um, <clears throat> oh my God, who else is Charlize in it? Charlize Theron's reprising her role, right? No, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is in it, playing a young uh, Furiosa. That, well, yeah, that's right. Like her character's kind of still and in the it, And the guy right? who played uh, Hawkman in Black Adam, I think. Oh, okay. Isn't it? God, yeah. Definitely, definitely Mad Max. Hmm. Maybe I'll throw a poll on Twitter. See what, see what people say. Let, let the fans decide, right? Definitely. Little duel. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm sure a lot of people will watch this. Um, I was able to see currently from Box Office Mojo, John Wick Chapter Four. Uh, so far this weekend, I'm sure these numbers will go, will go up, but it's at seventy three point five um, million. Oh wow! Which I mean, compared to everything else, um, it's just kind of slaughtering. What about uh, Shazam 2? How'd they do? <laughs> this weekend, 9.7 million. Yikes. Today, speaking of today as Sunday, John Wick did uh, 18.2 million, and Shazam was uh, three. Yikes. Yeah. Kind of a bad... Yeah, it always boggles my mind when people will release movies that are like, you know that there's a big movie that's coming out, and sometimes you can't budge anymore. It. You know, yeah, I guess, but you know, we'll, we'll see. 
uh, I'll be curious to kind of see what um, what this movie does like internationally and and you know overall um, as like the second weekend. I'm sure a lot of people will probably um, you know see it for the following weekend because that's always like a, I think like a big tell. Um, oh, actually, sorry. Okay, so internationally, sixty four million. So worldwide, this opening weekend, one hundred thirty seven point five million dollars. Damn. So. If they had a hundred million dollar budget, they've already netted thirty-seven point five million. Hey, wow, that's uh, that's good. They're in the plus. Well, th- that that new movie by the same people uh, that we saw the preview for. Oh yeah, Sisu or Sisu. That is. Uh, that's going to be. I think gonna that's going to be, awesome. be good. Yeah. So for those of you listening, if you go to see John Wick, Chapter Four, you'll probably see a preview of. A new movie that's that's coming out that is done by the same people that are doing or that did John Wick. Uh, it's very much in line. It has a has a very similar John Wick type feel to uh, I to saw, it. I saw I saw a description. For... If you love if you love seeing Nazis getting killed. Oh man, do we love Nazis and we love yeah exactly beat. we we love this. Um, Been loving it since I ever watched. Uh, Inglorious Bastards. Well, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones actually Nazis. Yeah hate those guys they've been bad for centuries it seems like well decades yeah but yeah but anyway needs to be longer <laughs> decades is just not enough hate for i them. mean at this point it's probably a, a century yeah going back to like the oh, 19- sh- yeah you're World right it's, we're, yeah. We're, we're approaching it okay so we're for a century century now we've been hating nazis so this movie is it looks um awesome yeah i did see a description for it a couple weeks ago that was like Mad Max meets John Wick, something like that. I was like, that's a good huh. comparison. Yeah, that's you, a good. You saw the like the six ladies with like Tommy guns and <laughs> shotguns in milkmaid dresses walking through a smoky field, and you're just like, damn. Yeah, it's. It, 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 I'm intrigued by it. You know, I'll definitely go see it because of the house it comes from. So you know, um, but. Yeah, I definitely recommend going to see this. And again, if you're a fan, I'm sure you'll enjoy it just as much as I did. And yeah. um, you know, even if you're like a you know semi fan like Austin, I'm pretty sure you'll enjoy that too. Um, it's there's definitely stuff you can appreciate from it. It's yeah, I will admit, uh, no matter what, it's very rare for me to walk away from a movie and not appreciate a few things about it. Right. Regardless of the score, you know? Yeah. Something, I can like something and it can be bad. A perfect example is Plan 9 from Outer Space. Fantastic <laughs> movie by, by Ed Wood, who's considered one of the worst filmmakers of all time. And it's a fantastic movie. I it's also, also Rob Zom- one of Rob Zombie's favorite movies, so it's mm. cool. Yeah, I also think, and I was thinking about, uh, well, I was thinking about this during the movie and trying to think of another movie that, Again, kind of talking about U.S. release that has had this good of choreography in maybe a decade. Um, I think one of the only movies I could think about was probably The Raid or Raid 2 Redemption, which I think it was like early, like 20. No clue. I haven't seen it. I don't think so. Oh, dude. I mean, it's an international-based film, but 
um, with Eng- English dub. And I can't think of the, the main character's name. He was, he was in a recent um, like Netflix series that involved like, you know, um, martial arts, but um, called like Wu Assassin, I think. But um, th- this had pretty crazy martial arts and, uh, and like crazy deaths. And I think the two guys that were in the the Raid Redemption movie, the second Raid movie, were in John Wick Chapter 3. They fought John Wick at the end. Like, it was like 2v1 at the end of the movie. Oh, in the glass? Yeah. I think those those were the dudes that were in the second Raid movie. So, and again, that might have been like 2013, 2014. So, I mean, it's been damn near a decade. Um, but, yeah, the choreography in, in this movie was just the best out of the four. So yeah, it was. Um, and again, if you look at like, well, not going to care so much about the acting itself and the, the dialogue really just care about like the, the, the action and the cinematography and the fighting and, and whatnot. And, you know, obviously it speaks for itself. So, um, anything else you'd like to add? I would add that I'm very, I'm very much a huge fan on how you end certain stories whether it be in television or movies or books (laughs) and um and the ending for this was just like simple good and you're just like i'm i i left like all right i'm happy with this ending it's good yeah and it's just it's one of those things because like take james bond for example i don't like how that ended he should have don't even get me started. He with should that, have man. been driving off in the sunset. Hundred percent. Don't, don't of, get me started. Instead not, of no time to die. Instead well, of that bull crap. But man. anyways, um, yeah. I so I just uh, the ending of the movie felt just fitting given how much he had gone through in the very short timeline of these four movies. Dude, um, I will say one thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought, though. I think that's it. Kind of actually just piggybacking as what you were saying that with the ending, when he turns to Winston and he said like, "Will you take me home?" That that's Dude. where I knew because oh. even Winston knew yeah, the look on Ian McShane's face. It was just like this over the span of like three or four seconds. His eyes just get it was he just he was cool. saddened and he just knew like that was it. And he and just let him. He just let him kind of walk. He's like walking down the stairs, like taking off his belt, like the, the you know the his clips like falling off the stairs and he just sits down to take a, a breath. And like he has, you know, he's just imagining you know, one of those scenes, uh, kissing his wife in a sunset. Um, or maybe a sunrise as the sun's rising there on, on the steps in in Paris. And he just f- takes his last breath and then falls over. Mm-hmm. It was very, very poetic. Yeah. And I think that is perfect. And it's just like, I, I don't know what else you can change or, or, or else, or like what else you can just, say about that. Like, yeah, you don't need to overthink it. Like Breaking Bad. Yeah. Breaking Bad is the, one of the best endings in TV history, hands down. Yeah. A hundred percent. So it's like, you can't, you can't really like add anything else onto that. So no, you can't. very, very well, very, very fitting ending. Um, again, the whole tombstone and it says like, um, that's Vidanya, my son. You know, so it's like, man, see, dude, kind of comes 
you know, again, it kind of comes to that full circle. Hashtag full Hashtag circle. full circle. Like so. Zack Snyder. <laughs> TBD, but... Um, so, yeah, I guess that'll about do it. So I'll be curious to see what people think about it. I'm, That's all I got. Yeah, same. You know, I mean, I feel like we could kind of ramble on you know, more, but uh, no, we won't waste any more, more time for anyone. But you know, if you have any thoughts, you know, definitely hit us up. You know, if you know us individually and you want to text us, by all means, uh, you know, or just hit us up on Twitter or Instagram or if you see us in the streets, probably not, but... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just uh, hit us up. Send us out. Let us know what you think and uh, group chat for everyone that we are in group chats with, all that kind of stuff. So I'm sure we'll talk about it more as uh, people continue to see it and we'll kind of go from there. So um, hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope you enjoyed the movie when you see it. And um, like I said, make sure the AC is working. <laughs> and that's... Or wear a tank top. I don't know what to tell you. Like you might live in a cold state and that might actually be, you know, suitable for you, but yeah, but it was just find a comfortable theater. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If find a comfortable theater that you like to, to watch movies some and uh, we'll go from there. So uh, that'll do it for, for myself and, and Austin and uh, we'll catch you on uh, the next episode of the plot. Steve Rakes back, 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 bum, bum. <laughs>